Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 436 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack. And this episode is our short topics episode. So we'll cover news and events and all kinds of things that are going on in the worlds of amateur radio and open source and uh, try and pick out the best of stuff from all over the world that we find out about. And we'll try and do our research here, but sometimes there's just not a lot of news, but we do what we can. And the folks that bring them, them like the stories to you are, are we. <laughs> I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And once again, we don't have a lead topic, nothing special. Bill decided he wasn't going to put Joda and Jody in here because it, it would be already over at this point. So Yes, <laughs> yes, it would have passed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could have uh, you could have put in like... It was an great, amazing weekend. Yes, oh, my amazing. God. Even though the we're recording this... full. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, before it actually <laughs> happens. But, you know, what what happens when you listen to yeah. time-delayed media? Oh, well. Unless you're listening yeah. to us live, in which case, you know, this makes a lot more fun. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and dive into our amateur radio topics for the evening. We do have a few of those that we want to cover. And uh, I guess I'll go ahead and read the first one here, uh, because why not? I, I I actually read these in advance, and I actually made them so they weren't straight cut and paste. <laughs> so hopefully I didn't, like bought something we shall see <laughs> but anyway the first one is in here because it's from folks that we know and have talked to in the past uh, the ardc they have uh, issued a grant to benefit high school computer science students the ardc is helping high school computer science students become makers by providing a grant to purchase raspberry pi computers and arduino microcontrollers california high school computer science ap teacher sean razor said he believes that a hands-on approach is the most effective way for students to learn and retain knowledge. The class would aim to accomplish this through encouraging students to invent their own systems using the Raspberry Pis and Arduinos. By combining these devices with sensors, motors, other electronics, and computer code, students would have the opportunity to learn complex technical concepts firsthand. One student, for example, is using a Raspberry Pi Zero and a variety of sensors to record flight data during a model rocket launch. Another has built an automated attendance taker using a Raspberry Pi and RFID sensors, or ARFID. ARDC, or ARDC, <laughs> is a California-based foundation with roots in amateur radio and internet technology. The ARDC, which manages Ampernet, said it planned to provide a monetary grants to organizations, groups, projects, and scholarships that have significant potential to advance the state of the art of amateur radio and of digital communications, which we talked to them about in the past. But this is one of the things they have issued a grant for, and it sounds pretty good. Obviously, kids who are already way smarter than I am. So 
sounds like fun, and hopefully that money will get put to good use. And that story actually came from the ARRL. Imagine that. <laughs> I know. So, so hard trying to find stuff that Southgate hasn't already covered. But we've been over that before. Anyway, <clears throat> so Cheryl, you want to read a story? Sure. This, this one is kind of, I think it would be cool if you read this one. So. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll read this next story. Then. Oh, okay. Okay. So our next story is twin sisters have a range of interests from ham radios to bowling. Janet and Janice Robidoux don't live the kind of life that people would expect of women of their generation. The 86-year-old identical twins studied electrical engineering and worked for pioneering computer companies at a time when few women had careers in STEM fields. If living a full, long life means having a variety of interests and being actively engaged in the world, the Robidoux have a good have are good role models. Excuse me. They've traveled the world via the airwaves as avid ham radio operators, a hobby they took up in their teens. They like collecting rankings and certificates from amateur radio competitions. They exchange Morse code transmissions at 20 words a minute to other amateur radio operators in all 50 states and contact ham radio operators located in as many national parks as possible. They've contacted people over the airwaves in about 200 countries, but, quote, we always want to get more countries, end quote, Janet said. And she continued on saying Morse code is almost a lost art, but the twins are expert Morse operators, said Lyle uh, Kohler, a ham radio operator friend from Shoreview, Minnesota. And this information came from the Star Advertiser. Yeah, and as I, I believe the Star Advertiser is a, is a uh, paper or a publication out of Hawaii. So cool. I, think the, uh, I think the sisters are Hawaii. So rare DX. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's no fair <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i thought that was kind of a cool story don't see that very much and uh they the story is much longer and it talks about all the other things they like to do but of course we're interested in their 20 words per minute morse code operation from hawaii so so all you guys get on there talk to them all right, and uh, this one is a story out of Africa, so naturally Absolutely. we'll let Bill read it. Uh, Nalgonda Government School to Start Amateur Radio Club. Students of the government school in Nalgonda District are on the verge of creating history by setting up an amateur radio club on their school premises. Over 43 students of the government model school got their restricted grade amateur radio licenses from the Department of Telecommunications recently. Thanks to the support and encouragement by one of their teachers, Syed Hilani, uh, who was, who's also a licensed, a Lee licensed, a uh, licensed ham operator with the call sign uh, Victor Uniform 3, Oscar November Delta. However, the fresh amateur radio license holders faced another problem, procuring the radio equipment for making long distance contacts over radio. The uh, Hyderabad, 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 yeah, okay, whatever. The Hyderabad-based uh, uh, Lamakan, Lamakan Amateur Radio Club, also known as LARC, uh, came to their help. The club presented the students with a complete HF rig indigenously developed by another Hyderabad-based company, HF Signals, which shot to fame after it developed an extremely low-cost radio equipment named UBIT-X. Hey, how about that? The radio equipment is sought after among the amateur radio enthusiasts worldwide, though the school's name is the tele 
Telanga, Telanga State Model School, situated in、uh, Gundalpali Village. It is more popularly known as Dindi Government School, and hence the amateur radio club will be named after Dindi. And this came from Telangana Today. Telangana, Telang, Telangana Today. There you go. I get all the hard words. <laughs> that's a cool. That's a cool, 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 cool story. Yeah, I like that, and I'll be interested to see when they get on the air and what their call sign will be, and whether we can、uh, contact them. I do have a few contacts down in Africa, but very few. Most of the country is not really hot spot of amateur radio, but、uh, there is definitely some parts of it that are. Like South sure, Africa, yeah, sure. Zimbabwe, there's and,、uh, a few. <laughs> yeah, Ghana, some of the parts off the like western coast of Africa, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, all right, very cool. So, with that, let's go ahead and move on into open source. And I guess since I was the last or the first one to read, I guess I'll read this one too. Ubuntu twenty one point ten has landed. Impish Indri. Bill and I were having a conversation about what an Indri is. Apparently, it's a Madagascarian. Uh, primate, something like a lemur, yeah, something a like a lemur. So something like a lemur. Today, the fourteenth of October, Canonical released Ubuntu twenty one point ten, the most productive environment for cloud native developers and AI stroke ML innovators across the world. Devices and cloud. Quote: As open source becomes the new default, we aim to bring Ubuntu to all corners of the enterprise and all the places developers want to inter- innovate. Said Mark Shuttleworth, from the biggest public clouds. Still quoting here. To the tiniest devices, from DGX servers to Windows WSL workstations, open source is the springboard for new ideas, and Ubuntu makes that springboard safe, secure, and consistent. End quote. Made for Ubuntu developers wherever they are, Ubuntu twenty one point ten brings the all new PHP eight. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's my primary、yeah. coding language, and GCC eleven, including full support for static analysis, greatly improving everyday developer security awareness and low level programming with GNOME. Forty. They went from three to forty. They're doing that Firefox thing.、Uh, users gain dynamic workspaces and touchpad gestures. The new Firefox Snap, published by Mozilla, improves security and guarantees access to both the latest and the extended support release versions of the browser. The exact same version of the browser are available on multiple different versions of Ubuntu, simplifying enterprise developer platform management. Over the last year, the number of snaps published in the store has grown by twenty-five percent. And the Snap Store now serves over 10 million systems daily. Windows developers will be delighted with out-of-the-box support for graphical applications on Windows Subsystem for Linux, which enables users to enjoy Ubuntu desktop applications without modification. Ooh! Yeah, <laughs>、uh, actually upgraded the system earlier today to Impish Indri and、uh, didn't have any problems with it. Noticed a few UI tweaks and stuff like that. I have not tried it yet under. WSL, but that's probably the next thing I'm going to do with it. And、uh, otherwise, it seemed to operate just fine on my、uh, let's see, ninth gen Core i3. Didn't have any issues, so、uh, it even ran OBS like sort of well. <laughs> as well as expected. <laughs> as well as expected with the、uh, with the resources yeah, it had、yeah. for sure. Well, that's cool. New version of Ubuntu, and let's see, twenty two oh four will be an LTS. That's the next one that comes. Oh,、well, yes,、so. it will be. How about that? Not too far away. Yeah, not too far away at all. But the new one, twenty one point ten, is here. So yeah, so, if you want to preview the features for the next LTS, it's definitely in this release. So check it out. Yep, very good. And Bill, you can do this.、Uh, talk about、uh, why not get the Windows stuff? Jeez, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I give you, I give you all the good stuff. I give you the stuff out of Africa. I give you Microsoft. You know, you you the get stuff the, with the really choice. hard words the, to, to pronounce mignon. and stuff like that. There we go. So yeah, this is Microsoft released Linux version of Windows Sysmon tool. This release will allow Linux administrators to monitor devices for malicious activity. Of course, because it's on Windows. Uh, for those not familiar with Sysmon, Sysmon, aka System Monitor, like we didn't get that. Um, it is an it is a sys internals tool that monitors monitors a system for malicious activity and then logs any detected behavior into the system log files. Sysmon's versatility comes from the ability to create custom configuration files that administrators can use to monitor for specific system events that may indicate malicious activity is occurring on the system. Unlike Sysmon for Windows, Linux users will be required to compile the program themselves and ensure that they have all the required dependencies with instructions provided on the project's GitHub page. It is important to note that to compile Sysmon, you must first also install the SysInternals eBPF project. Many of the events do not apply to Linux, such as the registry or WMI events, so admins will need to adjust configurations accordingly. Sysmon is a powerful tool widely used in Windows environments as part of an organization's toolbox, security toolbox. With its addition to Linux, a whole new segment of system administrators can utilize it to provide free system monitoring for malicious activity. And the source for this came from Bleeping, bleep, 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 bleeping computer. And we also have the link to the GitHub page in the show notes. Yep. So there you go. More more Microsoft stuff you can use on Linux. Yay. <laughs> you know, I didn't even bother to check to see if the thing was open source, but you know what? I don't yeah, have to. It's on should have a license file, right? Let's see. Scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. Yeah. Oh, where's the license file? Where are you? Oh, there you are. Uh, yeah, GPL uh, version 2.1. Well, there you go. So Microsoft. That's strange. Normally they're all MIT stuff. And ooh, Microsoft delving into copyleft. I don't know. The world's going to end. <laughs> uh, yeah, SysInternals EBS is licensed under LGPL 2.1. LGPL is slightly more restrictive, but I mean, it's still copyleft. So, All right, well, that's all we had in the strictly open source segment, but now we're going to move on to Linux and the Hamshack. And the first one, this is a story I'm going to read the copy of that I hopefully made actually intelligible <laughs> the way I'm going to read it. But I have to admit that I understand very little about what I'm about to read. So... <laughs> So let's, let's just go with it. Jetson-based SDR system features updated AirStack software. DeepWave Digital's version 0.5.0 release of its Ubuntu-based AirStack SDR stack adds CV sample rates and improved recovery support. AirStack runs on DeepWave's AirT and rugged new AirT Edge systems based on a Jetson TX2i, Arctic 7 FPGA, and an AD transceiver. Philadelphia-based DeepWave Digital has released version 0.5.0, of its Ubuntu-based AirStack distribution for software-defined radio applications. The software runs on its AirT development boards and enclosed AirT embedded systems. The 0.5.0 release is required for the recently announced AirT Edge series. The initial AirT Edge Air 8201 model is on pre-sale at an undisclosed price. I did see a price later on in this story, and it was in the multi-thousands, so take that for what it's worth. The AirStack software and AirT artificial intelligence radio transceiver boards differ from the most SDR solutions by adding deep learning enabling by APIs that exploit the AI capability of the GPU on NVIDIA's Jetson modules. All the AirT systems, including the Edge, use zero copy memory access, quote, to overcome the data transfer overhead typically associated with GPU processing, unquote, says DeepWave. The major new interface addition on the Air 8201 is an M2 slot for SATA storage. The AirT Edge is 
further equipped with gigabit ethernet usb 3.0 usb otg and 4k ready hdmi ports the system runs at a maximum of 25 watts full specs are not yet posted on the rt wiki but the image above you can see if you go to the story shows a serial board and expansion connector which is presumably used for the previously available dio also likely on board are the previous wi-fi bluetooth radio external lo input local oscillator light local oscillator okay uh pps 10 megahertz reference input and 8 to 15 volt dc input the pcb appears to retain the earlier mini itx form factor this is not specifically amateur radio related however it does deal with sdrs and i'm assuming that at some point somebody will usurp this technology for amateur radio use so yeah <laughs> at least rich, yeah. rich people because this is all yeah the stuff. original air t board without the enclosure was available for 49.95 and that's in that's a in front of the decimal point <laughs> yeah that's not that's not forty nine dollars yeah this is uh Definitely a high-end board. This would be kind of like a, you know, similar to what the Hermes board or whatever that was really expensive as well. That I think most of the anon anons are based on. I could be wrong, but anyway, yeah, very expensive architecture. So <clears throat> interesting, though. Yep, interesting. And this story was much longer. They went into a lot of the technical details about the Air T platform. So if you're interested in that, check it out. As I'm sure somebody will be, and you know, somebody will probably rebrand this as so oh, i don't know some other sdr that we've heard about in the past <laughs> that's also in the multi thousands of dollars that i can't afford and no one will give me one so anyway let's just move on from that and bill wants to tell us about some updates to cqr log yeah so uh i got we got that feedback on the uh deep dive about uh cqr log uh, basically uh not being able to create a new a new database on uh, on Arch, I believe that's that's what came in from uh, him. And uh, I, I can always look up the call sign too. What was it? Uh, w six something something something. <laughs> yeah, it was like A B Z or B Z. Yeah, W six B Z Y from Ken. So yeah, so BZ. he uh, talked about it, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll record a video. It can't be that bad. Sure enough, it's that bad. Um, yeah, so out of the box, <laughs> it does not allow you. And I, I tried uh, both the, the Git version and the bin version of the packages um, from uh, from the AUR, the Arch user repository. And uh, yeah, bad, bad news. Did not was not able to create a new instance of a database, which just, you know, exasperate yeah, whatever just basically repeats my opinion that it needs to be sqlite and get rid of all the mysql crap from it because it's uh it's just problematic i i also tested uh fedora 34 and ubuntu 20 the brand new one what's 2110 yeah 2110 um i w obviously was not able to install the ppa on 2110 but um yeah the results are interesting so uh, th there'll be a YouTube video out that will go over that in, uh, well, probably as soon as I click the uh, publish button and I put a thumbnail on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can go over to our YouTube channel if you haven't visited that yet and check that out. Um, yeah, CQR log. Hmm, sad, sad story. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that'll get fixed upstream. I'm sure it's a compilation error or something like that. 
um, that's causing this. It's definitely uh, it definitely works fine on my system because I copied my existing database over. But for a new user, the, yeah, it's obviously not not acceptable because you, you're not going to have an existing setup to uh, copy in there in your environment. So, uh, yeah, bad news. But um, hey, one of them worked. You'll just have to watch the video to see which one. All right. So check out the video. Go to the YouTube channel. There's a link on the website. And if not, just go to YouTube and type in Linux in the ham shack. You'll find it, I assure you. All right. Well, that actually brings us down to all the stories we could muster for this week. It's actually more than I thought we were going to get after I started looking for stuff to, to put in here because it was it was pretty dry out there in the in the uh, news verse or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, that's what we've got. And before we go, though, we do have our social media roundup, and we'll bring Cheryl in here to give you the rundown. Okay, so we're going to start our list off with our Patreons. That's Gary Tibbetts, Bryce Johnston, David Scarf, David Slaughter, Jim Lawson, Patrick Ang, Douglas Schock, Eric Guth, Brandon Rozak, John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Redder, David Jagway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erno Costala, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, Dal McGover, Herb Garcia, Steve Sainer, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randolph Smith, and Andy Webster. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for our subscriptions, we have Bob Alberg, which is new. Welcome aboard. We have Paul Mooney, Chris DeLuca, Andy Cowley, Eric Muller, Carl Backus, Isaac Gear, Thomas Foy, Michael Burdak, Kevin Ivey, Tony Coverley, Ronald Ike, Johnny Kinsey, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Pewter, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hale, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Roger Pereira, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Bill Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerke, Steve Biella, Alan Wilson, Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. On Facebook, Frank Austin and Bob Alberg joined us. On Twitter, we had at SJU87, at Reggie Uno, at Robert S6967795, at VU2LVJ, and at NROQ underscore radio. On YouTube, we had Gator Gal or Gaber Gal, excuse me, Reginald Addo, Addo, excuse me, Liberty Cave S set, uh, wow, WS7PB, Denver Johnson, Bob Alberg, and K Will 66. On Discord, we had W5AJQ Jonathan, Bob underscore K0TAZ, and NV4C. We didn't have anybody join us on the mailing list, and we had no merchandise sales. And Jonathan is one of the folks who joined us for the live show tonight, so we want to welcome Jonathan. He's a new Discord participant, and he's actually listening right now, along with a few others. We had Steve, KA7HBT, Tony, K4XSS, Don, KC9ZMY, Ted, WA0EIR, and Darren, VK6EK. So thanks, everybody, who tuned into the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're glad to have a nice uh, studio audience to keep us company while we record these episodes. And for those of you who listen afterwards, you know, give it a try sometime. Hit Discord, uh, find an IceCast client or, you know, whatever it takes to listen live and uh, participate in the live show. It's usually a lot of fun and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the live portion of things that you don't get to hear during the release version. And, uh, you know, 
some of the R-rated stuff that doesn't make it to the the actual release. So, not that there's all that, but you know, sometimes it's a lot more fun. <laughs> and Darren says thanks again, LHS team. Well, thanks, Darren, and uh, we appreciate everybody being here. And with that, I guess we have run out of things to talk about on this episode, our short topics episode. So we hope you will tune in for the next one, which will be our deep dive. And we hope you have a great week. And in the meantime, we're going to get on out of here. This has been Linux in the Ham Shack, episode number 436. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Charlotte, B5MOO. And I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, where's Bill? <laughs> and I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. (laughs) 